Hey, it's Logan Renee, author of Never Ask for Permission Again. If you want to take control of your life, check out Boss to Boss with my friend Miro. You won't regret it. Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest is an entrepreneur, sought after international speaker, and branding expert. He's the CEO of Strive and Grind, an international branding and creative boutique that helps entrepreneurs and service-based businesses create memorable, disruptive, and badass premium brands. Due to his limitless energy and branding expertise, you can find him frequently speaking at exclusive masterminds or big stages amongst today's thought leaders and being featured on today's top businesses, podcasts, and online publications. Kevin Stimson. How are you doing today? Pleasure to have Mira, you on. Thanks, man, for having me. That was a great intro. I really appreciate <laughs> it. I'm happy to be here. It's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I thought you did a good job, too, because I would have tongue twisted that thing all up. Yeah, you know what? Some of those words, they, they get you good, man. I mean, it's like a, it's almost, it should be a challenge. You should put that thing online and be like, hey, guys, you know, you get a prize here. Whoever could read my intro the best. I mean... <laughs> hey man, I give you an A plus. You did good. Awesome, I'll take it. Uh, so let's share with the listeners, you know, something something new about you, something maybe you normally don't share. Uh, so we know about striving grind. If not, we're gonna find out more. But what else could we uh, find out about you today? Cool. Uh, I would say that I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We've been together since she was 15, and I'm 17, or since I was 17 years old. Today, I'm 29 years old, and she is 28 years old, and uh, we've been together for the last 12 years, married for the last six. Not many people can say that. That is, uh, that is pretty awesome, man. That is. Yeah, and, thank and, you. And, and both of you started up Striving Grind together, right? Yes. Is that, is we both started happened? Striving Grind together. She recently phased herself out of the company about two or three months ago, mm. and so now she's uh, you know, painting, and she's creating a cool movement to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist, so she's oh, doing okay. her thing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, definitely looking forward to hearing more about that uh, next time, but uh, tell us, did you, uh, did you have a moment in your life, I guess, that you know, when you were working for somebody else at some point in time and before you started up Strive and Grind and you know, went, on this, went on this tear that you were like, enough's enough. I'm just, I'm done with this. You know, it's, it was like your aha moment. When was For sure, it? man. I had a couple times. Okay. So the, the first time was when I was interning. So when I was working or when I was in college, mm -hmm. uh, it was cool. I had a cool co-op internship opportunity where like one semester I'd work uh, full time. And then the next semester I'd go to school full time. Then I work full time, then go to school full time. And I was getting like a $36,000 a year salary. So for someone in college, like that wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, and so that was really cool. But then at that point in time, I was like, man, like I don't know if I really want to do this for the, the rest of my life. I went to school uh, and majored in information systems and, and technology. So at that point in time, my goal was to be the chief information officer of a big Fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. So I was willing to do whatever I had to do to get to that point. 
And so I took on that internship co-op opportunity. I did that for a couple semesters. And it was just like the environment, the atmosphere just around like what it was to feel like and be like in corporate America that I didn't really jive with really well. Mm -hmm. And so I started like to tap into this thing called like podcast, this thing that we're on right now. <laughs> and uh, the podcast that really caught my attention back in the day, that was, I think this was like around 2011. It was a uh, Jamie Masters at the time. Her name was Jamie Tardy. Uh, it was Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas and was mm -hmm. Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. And I was just listening to the these podcasts every single day while I'm at work. I'm reading books. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. And so at that point in time, I'm just like getting my mindset together, getting my mindset together. But still, I really didn't know too many people personally um, in my per uh, my personal life who were entrepreneurs. But I only knew of people online. And so I was still like, ah, I don't think this like I can actually do that. So I'm still like working a day job and stuff. Um, and so I ended up graduating college and I ended up joining this thing, which you call like a leadership development program. Um, and so essentially what that is, is for uh, college students fresh out of college. They're making between like 60 and 100 thousand dollars a year. They do different type of rotations over a certain period of time. They're managing people twice their age and all this type of stuff. So I was like, all right, in order for me to become a leader in a, a big Fortune 500 corporation, I need to become a part of those leadership development programs. So I happened to do one of those for two years. I had about seven IT vice presidents that mentored me. They were all making between like a quarter of a million, a half a million dollars a year. Um, and so I'm starting to realize these certain trends, right? So I get to the office every single Monday. Everyone's talking about, man, I can't wait to the weekend. Can't wait to get out of there. And I'm like, shit, man, I just spent like the rest all of my life in school. And this is what I got to look forward to, even, right? Even amongst the, the top people? So it really wasn't amongst the, amongst the top people, but I'm going to tell you what I noticed amongst the top people. The trends that I saw was these certain characteristics. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the guys were overweight. They were unhealthy. So that was the one big thing. So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, I don't want to become a, you know, a chunky butt in the next 20 years. So that was one trend. The other trend was the fact that even though that they were at the top, they were still getting laid off due to different like mergers and acquisitions. So my company will buy out another company mm -hmm. and then one of the VPs or top people will get laid off and they have to find a new job. So that was another thing I saw. A lot of them didn't have, I didn't mean to flick you off. A lot of them didn't have <laughs> wedding bands yes. on their fingers, right? So mm -hmm. that was the other thing. They didn't have wedding bands and they were traveling like every other day and sometimes they were traveling internationally too. So it looked like they were overwhelmed, frustrated, and work was just like running their life. And so it was at that point in time where I was like, all right, like I want to see if there's a way for me to become an entrepreneur, start my own business. I started to see like uh, lifestyle businesses, online businesses were an actual thing. And so I started to read a lot of books. I went to my first entrepreneur conference back in, when was it, 2015. But then I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast with my wife, Devana. We said, you know what? We want to become entrepreneurs. San Diego's the hub is the place for us that we need to be at in order for us to start a successful business. Because we found that a lot of young millennials who were making a lot of money online, mm -hmm. they lived in San Diego. So why not be where they were? Hmm. So we moved to, to San Diego. I leveraged my day job to move from there to here. Within our first three months of moving to San Diego, we went to our first ever entrepreneur conference. And then from that conference, we hired our first um, mentor or business coach, if you will. And then from there, we were able to quit our day jobs within the first year of moving to San Diego. And we made our first six figures within that first year, too. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's a lot happened at once, huh? Yeah, moved, man. 
um, attended your first major conference, quit your mm-hmm. jobs, six figures in one year. Wow. Yep. Invested right. a lot of money into that, that business coach. And it was uh-huh. the same amount of money that I had invested into college. We didn't even tell our parents. We didn't tell our friends because we knew they wouldn't get it because their mindset wasn't there. And uh, it, it paid us off big time. What kind of, who do you mind mentioning who maybe some of these business coaches were or where you felt, you know, what really helped you get to the next level? Or, uh, yeah. So I don't know if I want to drop the person's name oh, because okay, okay. I can't. I can't really say that it was because of him that we became massively successful. Um, okay. We didn't have the best like mentorship, mentee relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was because of his network that we did meet somebody who we said, you know what, we want that person to be our mentor. And we ended up joining his mastermind, going to his events and stuff like that. Cole Hatter from Thrive. And obviously we've been rocking with him for the last three years, but I can say Cole Hatter, he's been a great mentor um, over the last three years for us. And without that community, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. I hear that from a lot of people actually. And speaking of Cole Hatter, I will be at his conference in two days thought maybe I'd see you there, but I will not be. So if anybody's tuning in, uh, Kevin's letting us know right here, right now, live on the show, he will not be present at the conference. I will not be <laughs> present at the conference, but it's all good. I'll be there in spirit. Yes, he will be there in spirit. Maybe I'll Facebook Live you or something, and we'll, uh, walk, we'll, walk, we'll walk around for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So a lot happened. A lot happened real quick. Uh, not everyone is you know, fortunate enough and lucky enough to have that happen. Did you kind of have a game plan? Did you know, oh, here I am. I'm going to st- start up this brand. I'm going to become the branding badass. Like, did you yeah, know that? I didn't know that. So prior to starting okay. the branding company, we had two or three businesses that failed. Mm. So I, one, had a mobile game app called Ocean Impossible that started with three friends from uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Really? And uh, that game tanked really, really bad. I did think that the game could have been massively successful, mm-hmm. but the partnership was really, really toxic. Mm. And so when I moved to the West Coast, I think they were really, really envious of me and the lifestyle that I was living and the people that I got to surround myself with. And um, it was just like a really toxic relationship. So the moment I dipped out of that company, the company was never to be heard of again. So they tanked the moment I dipped out. So that was uh, that was one failing business. And then before Striving Ground was a branding company and before we hired our business coach, it was like a, the ultimate lifestyle brand for anybody and everybody who wanted to strive to achieve greatness and grind to get there. So we had clothing lines. We had brand ambassadors from all over the country, um, even international brand ambassadors and sponsored athletes who rocked our brand. We had like a blog. We had college chapters. We had all of this stuff but we weren't making any money. Mm. And so it wasn't until we hired our business coach. And I could say that this is the one thing that I do give him credit for. He got us to change our business model. He said, hey, what you guys currently have going on, the reason why you're not making a lot of making money at all is because you're one trying to do too many things at once and it's only you and your wife. But also too, if you were to have a conversation with somebody, like it's kind of confusing around what you do and how you can help people. Mm-hmm. But what, I, what he did say was, he said, what I can say you guys are absolute beast at is creating great brand. Like you guys have a cool brand and there's a lot of people out there online that are lacking that. And so it'd be cool for you to create a branding company where in say like 30 days, you can just like transform people's brands. And then we said, hmm. All right, cool. So literally within two weeks, we shut down everything. And then Striving Ground as the branding company was born. Uh, We read like 20, 25 branding books. 
And so that knowledge ended up becoming our knowledge base. And then once we started to learn all that type of stuff, we then said, all right, cool, let's start going out there and get clients. So our first few clients were the clients within or people within that mastermind. And so that's where like everything started to, to take off from there. And it's crazy how that happens, huh? Um, and just just like a year ago, I would never say, uh, you know, invest yourself in coaching and masterminds. And here I am, uh, you know, definitely some you know money later. Uh, it's probably one of the greatest things I ever did. It really lit that fire under my ass. You know, it, a, it just helped me look at things from a different level. And it started making you feel accountable. I think that's Absolutely. really important. Bro, I love that you hit on that because here's the thing. I'll just be straight up. That first event we ever went to, we dropped $36,000 for that coaching program. Like that's I, I, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. I've heard. I believe so, it. Yeah, know, it's crazy. So we dropped 36 grand on that. And his his thing was like three monthly payments or it was 12 monthly payments of $3,000 a month. So in our mind, we said, all right, what if we get a $10,000 credit card? And so technically we have three months to start at least making $3,000 a month or we're screwed. At this point, we're making $0 a month, but let's start making $3,000 a month. So that accountability of knowing that we're going to be financially screwed and not going to be able to pay off our credit card debt because we invested into this person lit a fire under our asses from an accountability standpoint. And I think that was like the the game changer. Yeah, I definitely agree because it happened. I, I've seen it firsthand. It happened to me and I couldn't agree more. Would you say there was a mistake or two? You mentioned a couple right here, but was there a mistake or two that you made along the way that really helped you, you know, from being just, you know, any average brain to being where you're at right now? Something maybe key that that either way, even though you could tell someone about it, you still had to go through it. You had to go through it to learn from it. Oh, man, there's there's so many mistakes. Like it's it's crazy. Like the the first mistake we made was like hiring our friends like we thought that by us bringing on our friends as Mm -hmm. team members like they'd be down for the cause and they're gonna want to like grow with us we're gonna create this amazing company and all this kind of stuff in theory it sounds amazing but it really ruins relationships and it ruins friendships and those friends feel entitled and they don't have the same type of like investment financially, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, et cetera, as you do as a founder and CEO as the company. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was one thing for us, like never to hire friends. Uh, the other mistake that we made too was like, we got to be really, really intentional about the relationships that we're making and the clients that we're working with. So it's funny, man. Uh, Ty Lopez, he has his test. He's, he's like, man, you guys got to take the dark triad test. You guys get to see who's Machiavellian. You get to see who's this type of personality type, this type of personality type. And, man, we had one client. We rocked her brand. She became like a dear friend of ours. Uh, We paid for a lot of stuff for her. We double dated together. We did a lot of cool stuff. And then she tried to, like, steal money from our company into the multiple six figures where of trying to, like, sue us over, like, by us working together, she wasn't, like, able to do this, this, and this, and, and all this kind of stuff. And it was so crazy because we had all the documentation. We had all the records. We took all these screenshots from text. And so we literally went from being great friends to, like, like yo, you literally try to take our life away. Like, what was that? So the other, the other thing I would just say is just, like, just – Make sure that whoever you're allowing into your sphere, because mm-hmm. as you're making money and as your income bracket grows, 
you're going to start to attract certain people to you. You want to make sure that you're only attracting like the right people to you. And then the last thing I would say is, and this is more from like a branding and a, a business perspective. The one mistake we did make is like we were new to the game. And so what we did was we charged like low prices. We modeled and copied after all the other branding companies. And we were like figuring out why weren't we getting any new clients and why weren't we attracting anybody to us? Mm -hmm. And it's because we were confusing our customers and prospects because there was no difference between us and our competitors. And so the moment we said, all right, we're going to do the complete opposite of what everybody else are, is doing. And then we're going to be the premium choice. And we're going to really focus on customer experience. We started to attract a different type of clientele who was the best clientele. And a lot of people love, or I won't say love, a lot of people get trapped into working with cheap clients who are like clients from hell. And it's not the best person to work with. They're super broke and they blame you for everything and all that. But when mm -hmm. you work with a, a higher type of client and a more premium type of client, it serves you well and you actually love working in your business and on your business. And they understand the value that you're bringing to the table. Especially, 100%. Yeah, that, 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 the part, that's part's huge because that's something, a uh, mistake I made very early on as well with my company here. And it, I was just taking any business I could get. And mm -hmm. I mean, it was still a good learning experience because I learned right away. Like, there's nothing like just throwing yourself in there. But yeah, you do get those bad customers. You do get those uh, jobs when you realize, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets to a point where it's yeah. just like, man, you can't pay me enough money to ever go through that experience again. Yeah. You're bringing, you me, you're bringing me back some flashbacks, man. <laughs> not good. See? Not good. Not good. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so let's just say here, here I am. I'm sitting in my cubicle. I'm sitting in my desk, and, which I was just, so you know, a little over a year ago. And I'm debating, you know, do I make this leap? Do I go, do I go into it? Is this even for me? Because entrepreneurship is it's not easy. What would you what what is the one main advice you would give to someone like me? Look, March twenty sixteen, I was sitting at the cubicle too, right? Dreaming, wishing, listening to a podcast just like this. Mm -hmm. So I too was in your shoes as a listener at your cubicle listening to me talk right now. Um and so I'd say two things. The first thing is like entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Like people sell it as a dream and there's so many scams online going on right now where people are going on Turo and renting out boss ass cars or they're going on Airbnb and renting out boss ass houses and making it look like they're about that lifestyle and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And all those are just like precise and marketing videos, right? And so essentially what it comes down to is like, do you really, really, really want to do this? And how much are you willing to, uh, how much are you willing to give up to, to become that entrepreneur? See, so for me specifically, I had to give up a lot. Uh, I was the type of person, man, back in the day when I first started to become an entrepreneur, I was working out six days a week, eating six meals a day, like working out all the time, eat, sleep and drink fitness. Then I ended up having to turn into a, a chunky ass to get back to fit again because something had to give. I couldn't do all of these things at, at once. So what are you willing to give up? You're probably gonna have to give up your family and friends. So for us, we said, hey, in order for us to win and be successful, we have to move 3,000 miles away and, and go to the people who are thriving and be around that environment and be around that atmosphere. And that's why we are here to, today where we are. And so it's just like, what are those things you're going to give up friends, you're going to give up family, you're going to give out like eating out, playing video games, watching TV, all those certain things you're going to have to give up 
to double down and ensure in 100% conviction that this is something that you want to do and you're going to go all in on it. And so that's the one thing is from the, the mindset standpoint. The second thing is the execution standpoint and not to be the person who consumes, consumes, consumes and do not act. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there just like you who love listening to audiobooks, love listening to podcasts, love going to conferences, love just watching YouTube videos and they're preparing, preparing, preparing and they're not ever starting. And so for you to be the person to say, you know what, I'm not going to be that person and I'm going to be the person who actually executes and take action on what it is that I want and what your dream goal and vision is. That's where the magic happens. So having the right mindset and also also being action driven and results driven, your likelihood to succeed as an entrepreneur is going to be that much more successful. And if this is you, I also would say like you don't need five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months worth of uh, nest egg, right? Like we perform at our best when our back's up against the wall. And so when you have all that comfort as far as like financial resources, it gives you more room and wiggle room to screw up. And so because we live in San Diego and because we only had $8,000 in our bank account when we took the deuces to corporate America and went full time, we knew we had to like strive and grind because we literally had a month and a half's worth of rent and like cost of living. And um, it was really cool because the first week that we chucked the deuces to corporate America, that same week, we got an $8,000 deal that closed. So I had $8,000 in the bank and closed an $8,000 deal that week. Wow. And because I took that action, I was like, man, this is the best feeling ever. Imagine if I was able to close deals like that consecutively mm. multiple times each week. Chuck the deuces. <laughs> the deuces. I love See that. Later. I love that, man. I could really relate to that because it's crazy. I I had a little bit of a cushion when I first made the leap, and I'm mm -hmm. not gonna lie, I wasn't as crazy driven that very moment. And it wasn't until maybe half a year later when it, I was pretty much dried up, and that's when things really lit. You know, really lit around here, and that's when I, my company pretty much we grew like tenfold. Nice. So, it's crazy how that will do it to you. You know, they say, "Oh man, you don't have to get down and you know down to the gutters to nothing." But I feel like some some people just do. I mean, like you know, depends what kind of personality you are. But that really gets you going. A true person's character, man. I genuinely be, uh, believe is defined by like how you are and how you react and how you act in those situations that your your back is up against the wall. And we'll see the people who end up sticking around for the long term or throwing in the towel. Yeah, and that's a great transition to our next and favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. All right, hope you're ready. <laughs> so, rules. Rules are nice and easy and simple. You get five seconds to initiate an answer. Um, you know, you might know some of the questions, you might not. So okay. this is going to be whatever you think of. That's what you're throwing out at us. If anything, we could talk about it later if you don't feel too confident about your answer. But if we do go over, you know, my producer, he gets mad at me. They call him the leg breaker. He comes down. I don't know what he does, to be honest, and I don't want to deal with it. So let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Is entrepreneurism a fad? Yes. What's your favorite book? I would say Think and Grow Rich and Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. They've been mentioned before. Definitely, uh, definitely some winners there. 
Who is or has been your greatest mentor? Jay Abraham. That's a first. That's a boss-to-boss exclusive, everybody. Nice. You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you for the rest of your life? My computer. All right, all right. How do you drink your coffee? I don't drink coffee. Ooh. What do you drink instead? H2O, my friend. H2O. Yeah, I used to drink a lot of coffee back in the day, Uh and then I got hooked on it. And Mm -hmm. so I used to get headaches from Mm -hmm. trying to, like, withdraw from it. And I said, I can't do this. So I said, I'm going out cold turkey, not drinking coffee. I'm only going to drink water. So from now on, you don't do any caffeine, not tea, nothing like that, really? No, I mean, I do, like... um, uh, like Jack 3D and stuff. Like when I'm working out, the yeah, only type yeah. of caffeine I take is like pre-workout. But other than that, no caffeine. So Jack 3D is your go-to, huh? I'd say so. <laughs> I remember I took the original Jack back in like, I think high school when it first came out. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. Yeah. But, well, I take C4 now. I think Jack, D, Jack 3D is off the market. Uh, it's been oh, off the it? market okay. for a while now, but I take C4 right now. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a blast from the past with that one. <laughs> How do you feel about white socks with black shoes? Oh, I, look, man, I think people should only wear black socks. They go with everything. Why is that? I haven't worn a damn white sock in I don't know how long, man. I'm wearing black s- socks. Sneakers, bro, man. Black socks go with literally anything and everything, bro. I'm telling you. Is there like a specific brand you're like, I need this black sock? No, if it's a if it's a black sock and it's not a church sock, I'm good to go. You're good to go. <laughs> what is the one item that you consume every day? Maybe it's something you wear, something that you need kind of with you. It could be a food, drink, every single day that makes you different. You just need it. Obviously, dope it's shoes. not coffee. <laughs> yeah, um, dope shoes. Okay. Okay. What well, I won't. Well, I won't say dope shoes because I'm wearing Nike slides right now. So I'll say a watch. I always have a great watch on. So this right here is a diesel watch. It's really big too. I actually I am a big fan of diesel watches. Yeah, I love I diesel. All right, cool. Maybe we'll. Uh, maybe one day, if we see uh, if we see you and we're big enough, we'll be giving out diesel watches and we'll get you a new one. <laughs> there we go. I like it. One I'll day. One day. One day. <laughs> Not, uh, there's there's a big asterisk next next to that one. I'm like, hey, Mary, you remember that one day? <laughs> So if you had a moment right now, you had a, you know, you had a cash, you had a cash sitting in front of you. You could do anything you want. Start up a brand new company right now, today, this very second. What would it be? Premium clothing line for entrepreneurs. All right. I love it. And we survived. <laughs> we did. You did. I, I did. We're here. We're good. We're live. We're still going to go on with our day. So that's good. Yeah. What is this premium premium clothing line you would do? I guess I don't want you to go too much into it because obviously this might be a work in progress for you. But what what's your story behind that? Yeah, man. So I'm all about fashion. I think clothing, apparel, fashion is like the one thing that instantly makes someone stand out and gives them that complete uh, confidence. And so for me, like everywhere from jeans, shirts, hats, accessories, uh, jewelry, etc., I want strive and grind. So. Yeah, I want Striving Grind Apparel to be like the leading apparel for, for entrepreneurs. Okay. is that So is that something in the works that we should be on the lookout for? Possibly. I'd say in the next 12 months. Awesome, awesome. Boss to boss exclusive, everybody. 
Uh, where can we find you? So we got what at Strive and Grind, right? That's the Facebook. Um, yeah. So I would connect with me as a as Kevin first. Okay. Uh, so Facebook, Kevin Stimson, uh, on Instagram as well, Kevin underscore Stimson. All right, everybody. So we got Kevin underscore Stimson. Uh, and then what's the website? Uh, yeah, you can either go to KevinStimson.com or right. strivinggrind.com. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, both of them have plenty of info and you could go back and forth, find out more about you. You got any events or anything coming up? Anything, uh, you want to throw out at the podcast listeners? Um, anything, any exclusive things going on right now? I don't, man. I'm just like, I'm, I'm hanging out for the rest of the year. This I've dude, I've been in Vegas like six or seven times already this year. This is about to be another, this is going to be my eighth time this year. So I'm just like chilling out and coasting for the rest of the year. They got to start, they got to start using other venues. I feel like Vegas is a little overused, but, uh, it is, it's Vegas, I guess. Right. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, so any closing thoughts, anything you want to throw out at our listeners, you know, as, as they go on with their day today, anything you yeah. want to leave, leave us with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to say Mero one, I appreciate you. Um, and I think your audience should appreciate you too, for being that inspiration and motivation and get people from idea to action or for thinking about it to actually doing something about it. And, um, if you are that person who's serious about mm-hmm. becoming an entrepreneur, I would literally say just take the risk, jump all in and just like just do it. Like stop thinking about it. Stop overanalyzing it. Stop listening to so, so much content. Only listen to this one, uh, this podcast. Don't listen to any <laughs> other podcast. Only listen to this one and make your move. That is true. We do get overloaded with content. So sometimes you got to choose something and run with it and actually take action. So, man, you, you've thrown out some great, amazing uh, content today and Honestly, I'm ready to get up off my seat and, you know, start doing something. So Nice. Awesome, man. It's been a pleasure having you on. Everybody, that's Kevin Stimson uh, of Strive and Grind. Be sure to check him out throughout all social media. Uh, definitely definitely a character. Definitely uh, definitely a <laughs> badass. Uh, so definitely uh, somebody you want to follow and, uh, Thanks, you know, man. along your journey. It's been a pleasure having you on, man. Thanks for having me, brother. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>